Back when Scott and I first got together, we had to figure out how we were going to handle the five boys. And one of the first things that happened to us was uh, they, they would just go outside and get incredibly filthy, dirty, playing outside. And one day, the five of them came back in, and we looked at them and said, oh, you guys all need to go upstairs and take a shower. So we were trying to get the meal ready, which, believe me, was like a huge carton of groceries for one dinner. And we hear the five of them go upstairs like a herd of elephants, and then there's lots of noise going on. And we hear the shower, and we hear yelling and screaming and banging and bumping and all kinds of things. And Scott looks at me, and I look at him. He goes, you want to go up there? I said, no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, then they come down, and they, they're fairly clean. And uh, I did go upstairs, and I looked around, and it was like the most amazing mess I had ever seen. Wet towels, every towel I owned soaking wet on the floor and clothes strewn all over the place. And I came back downstairs and I just came into the kitchen. I said, you're going to have to deal with this. I have totally abdicated parental responsibility. And so Scott takes the five and he drags them back upstairs. And then all of a sudden I hear yelling and screaming, you guys need to clean this up. And all I want to see are elbows. And I want the big ones out, the little ones. And I better come up here. This place had better look great. And there's going to be no TV. And you know, he took away every privilege they ever had. <laughs> so he comes back downstairs. Now I'm in the kitchen laughing hysterically. And he's laughing. And we hear him just scrambling like crazy. Then we hear like whispered conversation. And uh, all of a sudden, Eric, Scott's oldest, creeps down the stairs and the other ones are kind of like hovering at the top of the stairs and finds Scott and says to Scott, uh, Dad, we cleaned everything up, everything's okay. Do you think we might be able to watch some TV? Scott goes, so he goes up and does the inspection and, you know, lets him watch TV. Well, what developed was this pattern of having Eric come and ask the tough questions. So he was always the one that the other four would push forward and to talk to Scott because he, he was the biggest and the bravest and all of that and he wasn't afraid of his father so he'd come down and ask the questions. And pretty soon we realized this was not a good thing because the only one who was developing a relationship with us was Eric. And the rest weren't, we, we didn't know what was going on in their heads or their minds. So we realized it was important that each one of them have that chance to have this one-on-one -on -one during these times of crisis and conflict. And that's how we build relationship, is that we have to have the one-on-one -on -one time ourselves. So as we look at the first reading today, it was Moses who had built the relationship with God and it was Moses who was on top of the mountain talking to God, and the rest of the people were kind of down, waiting to find out what had happened and what Moses would tell them that God had said. And he had become their mediator. And they didn't have their own direct relationship with God. And that isn't good, because we all need our own direct relationship with God. And what we hear today in the gospel reading is that the, the disciples who went up the mountain with Jesus were able to see 
a transfigured Jesus, they were able to see directly the glory of God. And that what we hear in the gospel today is that that possibility is open to all of us. And that we need to have our own relationship with God and that we do not need a mediator. Yesterday during the ordination service, Mark Latim, the priest, did an incredibly eloquent job describing the role of the priest, which is to point the person toward Christ. That it isn't about us solving the problems or, or figuring out the correct spiritual answer. It's about us encouraging others to have their own relationship with God, pointing people toward Christ. And that to help people recognize when it is that we connect with God. When is it that we have a moment with God? Yesterday at the ordination service, we had many moments where the congregation and all of us connected with God. We had the sitar player playing green sleeves. That was unbelievable. And then we had Marcy signing the Old Testament reading where all of a sudden we could see the seraphim and the wings. I felt like I was in the room with the seraphim and the hot coal on the lips. It was just the most amazing reading of scripture sent chills up and down our spine. Those are connections we all can have with God together in a community that is worshiping. When the Midnight Ramblers sang Alleluia, we were all transported to a different place. And during the sermon, we heard that life is complicated and odd. But yet, when we have a relationship with God, when we connect, it's what gets us through those complicated and odd moments that life, only life can bring. So part of the role of the priest is to help people recognize when we have those moments, when we have the mountaintop moments, when all of a sudden we're transformed by the sight or the connection that we make with God through music or words or readings or whatever it is that connects us. And we have to remember those moments. There was a couple I knew since this is Valentine's Day who were desperately in love with each other. But they had so many challenges, logistical challenges, emotional challenges, psychological challenges, and they knew they had a long, hard road. So at one point in their relationship, they, they managed to meet in New York City. It was around Christmas time, and they went into an Italian restaurant, and the owner saw that they were in love with each other, and he whipped the menus out of their hands. He says, I take care of you, and he brought them the most beautiful meal and in the middle of the meal Victorian carols, carolers walked in dressed in Victorian garb singing four-part harmony and then when they came out of the restaurant the snow was lightly falling down and he kissed her underneath one of the lamp lights and then he looked at her and said to her remember this moment when we have those moments we have to imprint them. When we have that moment where we connect with God, when we have the chilling moment during the reading, when the music carries us away, we need to remember the moment because that's the mountaintop moment. 
And that's what will sustain us as we go through the valleys of this complicated and odd life. Because what Jesus is also calling us today in the gospel is that we remember those moments, we take that strength of that connection that we each form with God, and then we go out and we heal others. We exercise their demons. Because when Jesus came down off the mountain, that's the first thing that he did, was he was called to heal and to exercise. But Jesus was angry because in chapter 9, verse 2, he had told the disciples, you're capable of doing this. But the father came to Jesus to heal his, his child because the disciples said they couldn't do it. It's amazing what we can do when we remember the moments of connection that we have with God, where, where we can bring back that sense of loving presence that's beyond anything we can ever know. And we've all had the moments. And if you think you haven't had the moment, come talk to me. We'll figure out when it occurred for you. So today, as we celebrate our new priest among us, and as he celebrates with us and for us, we celebrate our own relationship that we have with God that has brought us this far, that has us sitting here today in these pews, and that will continue to help us through this complicated and odd life. Amen.